WSQF Blake Ready with a young and old show here at around 5, 12, 13, just before 5, 15 with Radio Socialist Alejandro. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, had a rough couple of days due to like, so I ate something that really didn't agree with me, but I... It's called liberalism. You're right, because I'm not a liberal. Uh, <laughs> he thinks he's a libertarian. He claims to be a libertarian. I, I think I'm more of an egalitarian than I am a liberal. I'll take we that met, charge. We I'll met as charge. a liberal, and now he's already uh, having a uh, having uh, an epiphany, and he's coming around to my position because he ain't no libertarian because I've been accused, and I don't find it to be an accusation, but I was, I've been told that I'm much more libertarian and I am Republican. And I you go, well, are that's... conservative libertarian is how I would characterize you, given your um, your attitudes in the Tea Party. Um, I am a Tea Party. Yeah, and from that... I'm taxed and, enough already. And the way you talk about government's role and its disposition, you know, you believe much more in government's minimalism than its role to uphold social norms. I would describe you as a libertarian primarily. And I would describe you as an activist... An activist government or an activist person who believes in activist government, like Bill Clinton, which makes yeah, you a that's moderate. Very, that's, very you a, <laughs> that's very charitable. That's very charitable to Bill Clinton, I would say. So, in other words, you're left of Bill Clinton. I am. I, I would. I would, guys like me, we have more ire for Clinton than we do for Trump on some levels. Oh, that's 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 somewhat of an exoneration. Um, you're more upset with Trump or more upset with Bill Clinton? Like, Trump is bad, but Clinton represented kind of um, a knife in the back. To quote uh, Margaret Thatcher, Blair was her greatest accomplishment, I believe, hearing that from someone. Mm. Because Blair meant to represent labor. But, you know, here he was doing the hokey pokey with Bush. On, on the invasion of Iraq. On the invasion of Iraq, backing them at every single possible point. And it, to me, it's almost like... The third way Democrats are not third way. You know, they're not really about building that middle road between saying that capital and labor cooperate like they say they do. If anything, I feel like the first one who's actually done this in, I guess, decades is Biden, which is why I give Biden the benefit of the doubt. And I really, really. Well, wait, wait, wait. you got to be very specific here before I rebut that. I want to make sure I don't misunderstand you. Biden is do uh, what you believe he's done with labor, other than be out front and personal about being a union supporter and you know that guy from no, Western that, Pennsylvania. That's enough. that's enough. Like that's enough. Just shouting it, shouting it. But he's also done policy that like. How about how about this recent train wreck where that was something that I he called with him he on. called the strike. Uh, he ended the strike by not really giving to either side, and now they're claiming that. There were never impositions on safety, and this uh, axle and ball bearings that heated up that derailed uh, the train. I think it was the fifty-something train in the line in East Palestine. Is not going to be blamed on him, and also obviously Buttigieg. Uh, I mean, I, I is taking the bullets. I would for the agree guy. that Biden might have some blame in this, in a long line of presidents who have been. Advocating downsizing and downsizing and downsizing. Whoa, 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 whoa. How is he advocating downsizing? He's enlarged the government by tenfold. But for companies, 
That's, uh, da- downsizing is how they make like, money. You mean uh, like, like like let's look at Pete Buttigieg's record, right? Guy worked for McKinley. You know, McKinley's job is pretty much when a company wants to fire a whole bunch of people. Kind of like Romney. And they bring and Bain in Capital. Yeah, yeah. They did the same thing. They bring in um, they bring in McKinley to advise them, and then they're like, "Yeah, sorry, our advisors told us to cut all of these jobs." Yeah, so, yeah. Make someone else a, a hired gun and a boogeyman. If you, I don't know. So that is Pete Buttigieg's record, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, like that is who. Why he would is. you? Why would you emphasize that nobody? You know, just because I guess they they pointed him so that he wouldn't be a problem. For Biden during this entire administration, because you can imagine he'd be running for president from day one, that Biden's inauguration uh, 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 takes place, you know, within same reason why Obama brought in Hillary as secretary of state, because, my gosh, you'd be running against him in his first term by bringing him, you know, the gold godfather adage, keep your enemies closer. And... uh, I don't know how they 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 I don't know how they they even get along. I mean, it's really I've seen old pictures of Nixon and Kennedy and LBJ together right here in Key Biscayne, black and white, fishing. So, you know, that's when it dawns on me that it's all theater, and I almost feel embarrassed to think that we're actually taking sides with each other when it's one big happy family a uniparty that everybody's talking about. The Republicans are, are are in bed with Democrats in large government because that's where the money's at. That's where your donors get happy, expanding government. I say so in my book. I, I don't see it as expanding government. I see it as a sect of a class of sect of people who are protecting their interests and are doing so knowingly. When I see Obama and Bush and Clinton hanging out. How about senior Bush and Clinton hanging out in sure? In I, Haiti I see a bunch of guys and in the tsunami over there in, uh, uh, in uh, Malaysia. Remember when the sure. tsunami hit there? I see a bunch of guys who know at the end of the day when they got into that house, what was the intended purpose of their job? You know, they may squabble, they may do their WWE stage fights because it's about stage. who gets to win the title. It's definitely stagecraft. Who gets to win the title? You know, that, that's a real competition. Is that they really are fighting for who gets to drive the car. You know, it's the right to drive the car is what they're fighting over. For four years only. But they know... Okay, who drives within the speed limit? Yeah. Democrats or Republicans? <laughs> Pretty much. So They both speed, you're saying? Yeah. Is that they're both speeding? Is that they're both looking out for each other? I guess my feeling is that if I'm going to get involved in politics, I feel... Especially in a democracy, I want them to do the most good for people while they're there. You know, I get it. They're going to look out for each other the most, but I feel like. But that wasn't the case with Donald Trump, and you despised him, and he was out. The, he was out for the American people, one hundred percent. And I, I would mean, not say a hundred percent, man. Well, you you can't exported really. more jobs. No, he didn't. He tried. He, did. he tried to bring more jobs. He exported quite a few. Nah, nah. He tried. Un- unsuccessfully, I will agree with you, but he didn't export jobs. He actually tried to create, like you said in our last show, a NAFTA uh, improve or a NAFTA 2.0 in TPPPPP. But in there, it clearly spells out in many occasions that jobs are to be brought back to the United States or there are penalties like increased tariffs. Now, that 
it didn't happen fully, just like the I wall. mean, to me, that should have been his modus operandi. Well, like, remember, that, that, that was his winning issue. That was where me as a make left, America great again. He was, tried his best, but Pelosi that, that was, undermined him at every turn. No, but that's impeached him twice for Christ's sake that, that, for no that's reason. The thing that me as a as a leftist, I'm going to give Trump credit for when he runs on that. When he's like, I'm going. My God, to protect, he was he was I'm married to, to nobody. He uh, owed nobody. He obviously had an ear or an ire to rip the the Democrats. And the deep state and the intelligence community, a new one, which Schumer clearly stated, man, they're going to come after you like uh, every which way to Sunday. Um, and yet you didn't like that about the guy. Nobody liked the fact that this businessman, crass, ar- right. cocky, crass, arrogant, uh, caustic, abrasive, which so many millions of people realize that's what we need today to really rub these uh, these uh, mainstream politicians aside. But for what? That's not what why he discuss rallied. that. That's not what he rallied the troops for. Listen, if Trump got on stage, I'm going to be completely upfront here. If Trump got on stage and he was like, "Listen, Pelosi, Schumer, the Democrats, they lie. They're, they're, blo- they're evil. They're, blocking, they're blocking me on bringing back jobs here. They're blocking me on this." But he didn't do that. He got us on there. And he was just like, the caravan is coming. It's going to bring more threat. Like, the he guy- was right. Yeah, Come on, go- what's wrong? What's defend- wrong with honesty, man? And you know, but that's not, not you and I. Going- and you and I can that's say that's not something I'm going. Like, here's the thing. That's not I- I- something you'll praise. The I'm, truth. Not, I'm not going to bend over to the. I'm not going to reach a hand to the other side of the aisle when a guy who's the president of the United States, the most powerful person on the planet, instead of finding issues. That we can go and we can totally agree against the elite with. He's going to say, the problem are these marginalized people who are absolutely desperate, who've had their countries... They come here to rape our kids, to deal drugs, and are violent people. They're not sending our best here, you know. Okay, so it's not a perfect way of saying it. It's the but, worst way of saying it. But are but we, it, it's aren't we past... playing the feel, fears. No, if he had said, if he'd gone but there... wait a minute. If he'd gone Why on don't stage, you think? Time out. Uh, no, You're I, a little I, bit younger than me. Why aren't you thinking... Because I can, I realize that I can be thinking this way because of my age. But why aren't you thinking that we're past these uh, subtleties and this politically correctness and this formality? Believe me, there's nothing who loves statementship more than a Ronald Reagan uh, than I do. I appreciate you know Ted Cruz when he's really articulate and thorough because I understand what he's up to and I understand the nuance, which is a segue to an interview we're going to uh, put on the air now. With, um, because here's the thing. Let me tell Snyder. you. Let me tell you. Is that, and I, I was thinking about this as I was watching this interview. That, we're, that we're please pl- tell the audience what interview you're watching. We are watching an interview with an academic historian, historian by the name of Thomas Snyder, who's talking about the who's psych- not conservative. No, he they list him as an anti-fascist and everything. Um, <laughs> he had, has. Boy, very, did I pick him or what? Yeah, you did. You picked a good guy. I sent it to him. To the and radio socialist to Putin. get feedback. And, and it was a really good video. And I realized you were you have personally talked to me about how you kind of subtly admire Biden's stance on Ukraine. Cold War stance. And I, I realized what this was a generational it's gap. Kudos to him. Because this is a generational gap. If I'm going to be anti-Russian, anti-communist my whole life, there's nothing I can say about his support for Ukraine in this proxy war. Other than the fact that he's on the take and he's, uh, you know, he's compromised in both countries. Because the older I've gotten, 
the time I've realized that it there, could get him reelected. As the older I've gotten, I've realized that there are moments that there are completely valid generational gaps. Yeah, like uh, when um, Clinton. Like when, when I hear, about, I thought Clinton was a roach and a liar and a, and a sneaky dog and definitely uh, a disparaging towards women. But man, when he stood up and bombed the hell out of Milosevic over there in, in Serbia and and stopped that massacre. I had to say kudos to Bill Clinton. Because I, I've talked to enough young people, um, like people who, you know, who are looking to get involved in politics, and they're, they're very, very opinionated. But when it suddenly comes down to, like, the Bush years, they have no clue what they're talking about. And it's very evident. They're like, oh, man, like, John's... They, they passed over that part of history. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, they, they have no idea, like, what we were dealing with at the moment. How we It's fit. called September 11th. But even the response to September 11th, you're right. Like... It's something that completely evades them. And I'm like, you have no idea. Like, like, listen, John Stewart could have taken over the country if he wanted to. <laughs> like, I like, I tell that to people who Bill are Bill like, Moore, you might as well add, you know, add But him. Stewart, much more. Stewart was kind of became the face of criticizing the political establishment. Sure. I remember the stories on even CNN, how they were like trying to dissuade people from taking him seriously. Hell, talk, Taking Bush seriously. Taking Stewart seriously. Stewart seriously. Very important the, media because... did not, the media did not turn on Bush until, I want to say, like, late 2006. Okay. I really can't pin down late 2006 for you, so I won't rebut that date so, because I don't know why I'd you picked it. it. Why you picked I, it. Um, because that's when Bush's administration really fell apart. I'll play a little song. Ah, sweetheart. Look at him. He set me up that way. Um, but because I, I really do... There was a moment that really taught me this, and I remember um, Michael Moore was sitting down with a bunch of young left-wing podcasters, right? And uh, Michael Moore was like, oh, you know, they were talking about Flint, Michigan. And, you know, Moore was like, oh, I really didn't like it. Moore becomes like a really sweet, nice old man. It's pretty funny. He doesn't have any of his Moore. Michael Moore. Michael Moore. And he was like, you know, I didn't like what Obama did in Flint, Michigan, you know. And then one of the He's from guys, there, isn't he? Yeah. No, he says he's from there, but he's not actually. He's not actually. <laughs> he got he got Bush reelected with that stupid movie he did. He um, said the only thing he said there that was true was that the Saudis own four percent of the stock market, and they do. Uh, no, that, that that movie was like the first little morsel of my distaste for the Saudis as a political ally of ours. But like, what what happens is that the young guy chimes in was like, "Well, granted, what he did in Flint, Michigan, I don't like Obama at all." And then the guys, and then Moore responded, well, it's like, well, listen, I'm a little bit older. I remember when I went to church and I was coming back. Oh, he, he admits to believing in God? That, he, no, Moore is super Catholic. No way, Michael really? Moore is super Catholic, yeah. And pro-abortion? You can't be super He's Catholic. super-duper Catholic. Yeah, but pro-abortion? No way, super-duper Catholic. No way. It means a lot to him. The same way Not, your Catholicism means a lot to you. Yeah, but uh, abortion is abortion. What the hell? But however, so it, but he gets to a point where he's like, I'm coming back from church. Like that word, Joseph Wirtz? What the hell? Abortion <laughs> is abortion. He comes back from church, and a guy stops at his car. And he goes, they shot Martin Luther King. And then he starts talking about how everyone around him is cheering. And then all the young people shut up. Okay, who, who, who are you implying is laughing and who is cheering? No, no, if you had not interrupted my story. Well, start you, again. You, 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 uh, Michael Moore was talking to a bunch of young podcasters. And they, he was talking about the disappointment of the Obama years. And um, he says, I like Obama despite the fact what he did in Flint, Michigan. And then a young guy said back, well, I don't like him at all for that. 
And then Morris says, well, I understand that. However, I come from a time where I remember coming back from church and someone driving up to the, the church and saying they shot Martin Luther King and everybody cheered. Oh, that's, so, that's the harshest reality of them all. It's then, like when Trump said, I remember 9-11 and I remember the newscast of so many Muslims in New York cheering. And that, whether, whether there are newscasts of that or not, I searched the world over and I saw some well, videos. I, I do have something interesting for you on that. Is that and after, that just didn't go well, even though it was on the truthful. World, on the World Trade Center bombing. Yes. Everyone reported that there were the World Trade Center bombing back around, oh, what was that, like 1995, 6? No, 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 2001. No, no, I'm not talking, the bombing. Oh, the first one. That yes. was Trump, That was at the end of Clinton's uh, yeah. administration when they b- blew out the uh, parking garage. I yeah. think that was just a bunch one, of people had reported, two or three years earlier. A bunch of people had reported that there were brown-looking people around the area. No such thing. It ended up being Timothy McVeigh. And the media was... Oh, re- he was learning from the experience. No, no. The, Timothy McVeigh did it. Oh, but you're talking were, Oklahoma City Yeah, bomb. Oklahoma City, yeah. No, that's very different. But they, they were... That's a renegade military blame, guy. They, they were looking to blame Muslims ahead of time for that. Oh, I that, can that see that. That was something that the media was reporting. So here's the crazy they thing. They picked the wrong color. Yeah, they just made it up out of nowhere. Because that could be Hispanic. <laughs> so Brown people I, I, everywhere. I, I, ah. do, I do not doubt that Trump probably saw those news reports. However, I would be more suspicious of the media. Oh, I would. I agree with Playing you. Those uh, we know now that uh, what we've been saying was no longer a conspiracy. The media is disgustingly left and distorting. Disgustingly the, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They no, dis- no, completely no, no, distort. No, the, the media. No, I, I when disagree. you have a media. Doing what it just did to a president of the United States, participated in the coup of a president that wasn't successful until his, he lost re-election, but ruined his first term that was very productive, considering he was distracted by just about everything you could be distracted by. I don't know how his judgment wasn't the more impaired. The job is to defend the people in power. That is pretty much their job. They didn't do it in this case. Because they, Trump was they going, believed in Russia Trump collusion. Was going after all of these intelligence agencies, who they lap up to for being able to be it given access. It is true access. that Trump didn't believe anything the the FBI was saying to him at the time, CIA to some degree, and who can blame him? My God, they were after him from the get go. Anybody can sense when they're after you, and anybody can sense that they're trying to screw you by your fake news reports. And nobody wants to talk about the great things that Donald Trump did to. Donate to, to no, donate to ill people's causes, to pay off their schooling, to pay off their homes. His whole life was giving away a lot of his monies to individual people that, that touched him or supported him or loved him or whatever the case may be. The media all it said was, oh, of course, the egomaniac, he made it about himself. Of course he donated uh, the, uh, for the child's education. The lady came out publicly and supported him. My God, that's so tacky. If you don't have the money to give to no one, don't criticize the motives of someone who gives an exorbitant amount of money to others. I'm a really upset with that. I mean, I donate all all I can to the point of my own my own uh, personal well-being. I just give people money knowing I'm not going to get paid back. I'm not oh, going to pay you back. You know, you ain't going to pay me back. In fact, they're going to lose you as a friend. Folks, the best answer for someone who's borrowing money from you, tell them, I prefer your friendship. If I lend you money, you'll disappear on me. You will not answer my calls. 
and I lose you as a friend as if I'm the one that created the debt. So I'd rather keep the I mean, friendship. I mean, I just don't buy this left-wing media narrative. I... Well, yeah, we agree on we agree on well, that. Well, I, I I do agree that the media is I do I don't like them. Like for the most part, I feel they do. And you're living in a media vast, vast, much more vast media world than I did. I feel like they're really you got interested the in like exploitative, like really out there stuff. Or I feel like they're very much more interested in kind of protecting perceived notions of things. Like even take yeah, but even that is sublime. I think it's just take for example on how like they're handling the Ukraine situation, right? Where the criticisms or the concerns about putting more weapons into this place is not the criticism they're bringing up. The criticism they're bringing up are like lunatics who love Putin, because this is framing the conversation. Well, what, but you're hearing that more. You're reading that more online or seeing that more online than you're seeing in the mainstream. <laughs> Press. Yeah, but that's exactly it. Is that this, the press? The mainstream not, press the main, the mainstream is making press him out to be the the Cold War uh, uh, elder statesman. Joe Biden is those things. That's what he's being representative. That's why I make the statements because I understand that that's how they're painting him. And this is what I was talking about. And who about, can deny that? But to, to come back to earlier, this is what I mean when it's a generational difference. Because when you guys talk about your frustrations with the country, something that kind of comes up among older people. That doesn't even register past anyone who's like, I want to say above the age of 40. Okay. Is the Iran hostage crisis. Like, you guys don't even know that. It's a blip in your head. We don't care. Like, that, that that's, was a whole Jimmy Carter term, the entire term. Yeah. He had hostages in Tehran. And then he tried to rescue them with air filled vacuum helicopters that sucked up all the sand in the deserts and cranked and, land, and landed into the ground, crashed to the ground, killing more men. Ah! Jimmy couldn't get it right no matter what. He was so misadvised, it wasn't even funny. But he was a good, he was a good man. He was a good yeah. Southern gentleman who tried to do the best he could. He actually has a, a great record of, not a record that I find honorable or, sorry, admirable, is that he passed a lot of laws. <laughs> There's a lot of regulation that he passed. He had a majority in Congress, in both House and Senate, through that like the, decades the, of dominance. The, and he did pass a lot of stuff that he didn't get credit for. The first time I really feel like I remember there being like a strong media narrative that I could agree with. was you the, mean effective media, media? No, that I was on board with. No, I, the first one that effective that I remember is the Howard Dane scream. Man, he blew it. Like, <laughs> that, 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 yeah! that, that is insane. Right after winning uh, the New Hampshire primary. That is insane that that was something that, like, could destroy a man politically. Yeah. That, that is cuckoo bananas to me. Like, it makes no goddamn sense, if I can say. <coughs> so that was the first time I really remembered it. And I even recall my brother talking to people who were saying, like, I could just not vote for a guy who yelled that way. Like, Is that a pity patty potty shallow town or what? But that's the same sentiment that had 8 million people, as you say, answer mail-in ballots and vote against Biden. I can't believe I got it. But yeah, but that, that, that's exactly it. Like, people already were not, like, older people were probably not going to like Trump given his affect to begin with. But when I really hear about this discussion of media narrative... I got confused there. His affect, which was the the negative sentiments about like, him? Like, it came, like, him making enemies out of... Out of nothing. Just Not out of pissing. nothing, but how he operates politically is that Trump makes enemies. Yeah, smash and burn, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fire and brimstone. Like that was something the people who could not vote for a man who went, were never going to get on board for. 
Yeah, it's really bizarre because you, uh, the Democratic Party of the time was totally yeehaw and ah! But what, no, what's really interesting, because it's like, you see the way that this conversation is handled. Like, I run into a lot of people who say like, oh, you know, Bernie or AOC is the opposite side of Trump. And it was like, okay, if you may disagree with them politically, you're right. AOC? All, AOC. She's still running for student council president. What are you talking about? How can you put her in the same frame of mind as the president? But like, has... other people who I've talked Come to. Come on, pick Pelosi, pick Schumer, pick... Uh... The guy from Illinois, uh, Senator Doofus, what's his name? I forgot his, uh, Dorden. I got to say, I did not fully turn on the media. But AOC, because she gets press, she's good at that, I I must say. I did not really turn on the media as like an apparatus, I want to say until 2012. That's when I had really properly turned on them. Because beforehand, I want to say, I grew up in D.C., and I remember I had some of the biggest fights with people during the Trump administration over this, where they're like, can you believe he's attacking the press? Can you believe? How dare he? Like, how dare he? Like, how dare he say Yeah, this? we're the most honorable bunch. We're informed. We're investigative. And we have an obligation to expose his lies. And Trump said, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. And the power of fake news is that if you say it enough... Everything is fake. Well, you control the narrative. Control you control the, the narrative. Like he, he you, you bring it toward a certain direction. So it was like to me, I was like, "What on earth are you talking about?" Right? Like the only time that arguably the press got in the way of what the remember Donald Trump was not liked by anybody in. Can D- I talk like in D.C.? Can I talk like a 1960s countercultural guy for a second? Go ahead. The only time the political machine was really disadvantaged by, you know, the press was arguably Vietnam. You know, that's that's my hippie voice. Um, you're reaching, yeah, you're reaching way back to an area. Exactly, that, exactly. That's the only time I can think about it. Now, you did a, a considerable amount of research and analysis of those times? Yeah, because I remember growing up with the Because that Iraq, was the root of your thinking right there. I remember growing up with the Iraq War and not learning a, a goddamn thing. Like, forgive me. Like, how many people know what the Battle of Fallujah is, if I'm pronouncing Ooh, it? Oh, it's vicious. Yeah, but how many people know about that? That was bloody, man. How many people know about that? That went on forever and ever. No, no one talks about this super important part of the war because they don't know. You know why they don't know? Because the media collaborated with the Pentagon to cover wars more favorably. This was what the great success of, like, the Gulf War was, was it kind of construed the military and the press cooperating with each other to cover the war in ways that were advantage to it. Okay. Like, you although literally you say, had people on CNN that, writing on... Why do you... F- how in the hell did there be so much anti-Bush sentiment if that were true? If, because, because obviously the... The Bush sent them... I understand the yeah, Pentagon. I can motive. explain that. I can explain that right, right away. Because people forget... Um, they call them stupid too, by the way. Um... The media never got along with Bush's, like, folksy persona, but you have to keep in mind, who did they really like? Who was right-wing at this time? They liked John McCain. John McCain with the straight talk campaign with the press, and the press even pretty... Total neocon. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much the same politics. But, like, you know, John McCain, in like, at least in D.C., he was painted like a hero 
for taking um, that microphone away from that old lady who was like, I don't like Obama, he's a terrorist. We can't speak to him that And, he, and he's like, no, 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 he's, he's a family man. Like, the press up in D.C. covered that, like, this is a man of real integrity and honor. So You could tell, you could tell that uh, he wasn't to be president when George Bush uh, had him sitting right next to him so the camera would get him. The banking crisis had just developed. It was maybe a week or two weeks old. The election was maybe four weeks away, maybe six weeks, if I'm, I could be corrected on that. But it's a very specific footage I'm talking about. And Obama was put over there at the head table, head of the table. There was probably 10 or 15 people at this table trying to solve the banking crisis. And I realized, oh, my God, he's sabotaging John McCain, his nemesis, so that his guys can get off. But and I, sure enough, they did the banking bailout right I, in I, our I, face, guaranteeing Barack Obama's election. And I, notice I, I, what I happened. Agree with that. Nobody was prosecuted. I agree with that, but let, I want to jump right back to when you say, when did the anti-Bush you know Bush stuff really come? Because here's the thing. Back in the day, I, I can tell you, going to protests, the only people who I met who were really like sensible in those group of people were my teachers in High school and elementary school. They showed up at these protests. Too? Yeah, they they would during the, give us a uh, let the audience know what time you're talking about. Uh, 2006 to seven to eight. Like I remember talking to one of. So um, this is way before Trump. Way before Trump, and I remember when they would talk about it, they were like, "Yeah, we were out there. We didn't want to go to war." And then they would say, "Well, why don't you support the troops?" And that's how they got around us rhetorically. Like, I remember having these conversations. You mean rhetorically? Rhetorically, thank you. Look at me, the Hispanic, correcting yeah. someone's English. What's up? But then it got to the point where the people who were allowed to say, I hate George Bush and I hate his guts. He is an evil man. These were first the people who had children in Iraq and then returning veterans themselves. And when the returning veterans... Who and, tend to flock around the Virginia, Maryland area to stay yeah, yeah. close to the cemeteries. These were the people who had spite coming out of their mouth for Bush. Like, you know, like the Europeans were always calling him, oh, he's Hitler, because, you know, he did an unsanctioned invasion of a country, and he told them to pretty much go themselves. Do you, do you believe that they feel that same way about Biden now, or no? Because it wasn't, we, we're not personally... I that's, think a leading, that's, are, a leading, that's a leading question, but anyway. But, yeah, but more or less, like, so the first, the really hateful rhetoric toward Bush was coming from these people. From the military, uh, from the, from like, the veterans. That's what Michael Moore was putting on blast. He was going to the families of veterans and veterans themselves who were like, this guy lied to us. And they were livid. Yeah, like, the weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, like, these were the guys who were really the first. Now, how in the hell do you think so, Saddam and, and Hussein, they, and they, and, how did he kill the Kurds if he didn't have weapons yeah. of mass destruction? But pretty much what happened follows Why can't suit. we ask ourselves that question? Oh, yeah. What Instead ha- of accusing <laughs> him of lying... <laughs> Because we couldn't find any more of it. Well, there was a long time between Kurds and him even coming to power. Couldn't have those weapons of mass destruction been redistributed to Iran, Syria, specifically Jordan, where they would hide out for further use later? I mean, why not? I mean, why can't that I be mean, a real... I mean, weapons like that are pretty much used up once. I'll, g- I'll give you another one that this station's going to put out for the first time, just from a collection of thoughts. We know that four and a half million people have crossed the border since Joe Biden took the presidency. We know that two point so have been actually processed. So there's another two million out there that's already crossed. And that number is being bannered about. 
from 3.5 to 4.7 million people in these short years, three years of Joe Biden. What is to say that these groups, enough of them, maybe 20, maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe one or two, is now setting off all that sabotage we're seeing out there. All those explosions going on. People are just, derailments. People on the left are angry that Biden seems to be just as harsh in some border patrol methods as Trump was. So people on my side of the aisle do not see Biden as soft on the border. Wow, you guys are delirious then. An open border is not soft on the border? It's not an open border, man. It is as open as, come on, as the states, as the cities on the border. I just told you, 4.7 million across the border. Okay, Italy. nothing against Arizonans, but I do not trust. The, Dude, that's so flippant. I don't trust the state that puts Sheriff Joe, you know. Arpaio, okay. Arpaio in charge of that's that. So I, I don't flippant. trust the Arizonans. That's Ari- so flippant <laughs> that you use that as your defense. It's so ridiculous. That's comic book stuff. How can you I say don't... that the border is not wide open? You, What are you watching? I know you're not watching Fox, but my God, they got aerial shots every day of 500 in one location, 1,000 in another, 1,500 under a bridge, 2,000 in hospitals. Women can't even go to needle natal care units in their towns because they're gobbled up by illegal pregnant women who are dying to have children for anchor purposes, anchor baby purposes. How can you repeat what Mallorca said in live testimony? Our border is secure. And you're repeating it here now on Blink Radio, WSQF 94.5 live streamed on WSQFradio.com. Continue. Well, let's know, though, growing up during the Bush years politically. And then you put in doubt the whole people of Arizona who are suffering these things. Uh, all of Texas, which is the larger share of the border itself. I'm surprised the who are concerned no one's talking about, about New Mexico. The people who are concerned about like border stuff in Texas are the people who are backing people like Christy Lake who don't even believe that they lose elections. Well, if we're going to go on that tangent and that rabbit hole going into Christy Lake... Uh, she has evidence, by the way. She has her lawyers who have day. ran away, but uh, she doesn't blame them. But her lawyers are totally ready to take the very uh, real election. She very what? much did win. Guess what? It's the same thing with Bush and Trump. If you're not allowed to touch the machine, you can keep on counting the same ballots over and over again without any question of whether you they're legally or illegally signed, stamped, no, and put in the mail. No, you should not be able to touch the machines. There that's, you go. That's... So you can always regular election. No one will ever have the evidence to prove otherwise. Case you, in you point. You need the evidence first. That's how this no, works. No, there's no way. Trump has gotten multiple... I'm sorry. You recounts. know what? You he's know why that's multiple not recounts. Counting he has say- gotten all of his stuff he wants. Dude, this, hey. you, you cannot defend the guy who calls up I, a governor I, and says, find me more votes. He is not trustworthy. He's not this. saying, I'm buying these votes. Find them for me. He's saying, he, find he, the his, votes. His election rhetoric is his Guess new Trump's what? university. You just saw, you just it saw is the, the same thing. You just saw Emily, the, the jury foreman, spill her guts of how novice and unprepared she was. To even be a jury foreman, she just wants to get the guy so flippant like you are. You think you guys can just ruin people's uh, oh, reputation yes. over Trump. flippant poor stupid Trump, stuff? Poor Trump. 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 Trump has done nothing yeah. to earn this sort of attitude. He, he does not live He doesn't off. deserve to have an oh, election. Yeah, no. We don't deserve to have our election rigged. We don't deserve that. No American deserves that. Not even you're, the people you're, you're who... You're right. 
that this election that you have no evidence for being rigged I is do. being rigged. I could see an incompetent president. I can't really. No, you I have agree a with this. You have a president. I agree you with like. this. You, you don't. You I have will a president agree with you this. Like you have a president no, you politically no, no, no. disagree with. I completely you have a on the that take. You, criticize. you have a president who's you can point a president out who's on the take who is being covered up about his public graft throughout the administration by the FBI. No different. Then back in the 50s and 60s during the Red Scare, the McCarthy era, it's happened again. Jonathan Turley, a Democrat, who I see often on Fox, I will agree. Jonathan Turley is saying, hey, it was wrong then, it's wrong now. You guys can't hide evidence to the American people so they can vote in their best interests as Americans. And I hate to think oh, that we're Hunter that Biden dumb. Thing, the Hunter Biden thing. Yeah, you take it lightly, but it's public graft. It's, no, because this is this is the right wing Russia Gate. Why? Is that liberals? No, it, Russia Gate turns turns out to be a, a made up story. Liberals went to every liberals went to everybody just talking about Russia Gate, and no one cared. And now you guys are going off to what everyone. Mean, no talking one cared. About, it, it, they don't care. It, I don't it, know how to tell you. Come about on, this. they killed this the president that way. This isn't a political issue they that tarnished, the average person cares they t- about. Yes, this is obviously not true. It's not true. I lived in a country that looked it's at not the invasion true. of Libya and didn't care for the most part, and it shocked me. But when Republicans went around and said Benghazi, 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 listen, I agreed. I thought Hillary handled the whole situation terribly. But your average American with no connection in the military, didn't care. So but, you but, keep but talking about this. Why this do you is hold a losing that? Why do you, why do you say that with such volition when it cost the life of an American ambassador? That's called flippant. The problem is that you're Americans t- are so disconnected from the military conflicts that we do abroad that they don't, they can't comprehend this sort of stuff. So you can actually talk to them. You can actually do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, that's not the problems going through their head. You know, they're more concerned that they're living paycheck from paycheck. Like, listen. Uh, yeah, a $15 gas, which all of a sudden is invaluable. It, 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 that, that's a talking point that actually resides with them, is how expensive gas is getting. So if I was to go and run and, and get into politics, hold on. If I was about to go and get into politics with who I was when I was in college, most people would have no idea how to gravitate or understand what I'm saying. Because I was interested in the stuff politically that they had no connection to. It's just the way it is. These are the issues that like certain people don't vibe with. So when people went on about you're Mueller and Russiagate, you're all, that you're was all, the same thing that you're evaded You're only them. telling me that you are in the millions of flippant, completely shallow folk who don't even take lies of people seriously. You don't even get upset when the, when uh, a county attorney, a, a federal prosecutor, a county prosecutor doesn't put people away upon arrest waiting for trial. Let them back out on the street, no cashless bail. You can see the outcome of this stuff. You guys are undermining your own existence. That's why I call the 2020 election as the election where Americans voted itself out of existence. And that's exactly what they're doing. You guys are so screwed if you don't dig deep for caring about your country. Nothing in the Biden administration speaks for caring for Americans. It's about bankruptcy so far. It's about undermining the very people that you are complaining about having high gas. They got to say to themselves, and you have to tell them to say that to themselves, hey, this only gets worse with 4.4 million people. 
without driver's license, with lower paying jobs, sinking your minimum wage. They're not even asking for minimum wage. They're asking for a buck. They're going to break the backs of American people, those four million people, when they start taking everybody's jobs, because time is going by, and they ain't never going to get that hearing that they were promised. They're, I know people in Miami, for sure, ain't going to no hearing, because they're going to get paid in cash. I mean, let's look at some way that how economically different the United States was, like, a couple of decades ago. I... Back in the day, you could find someone who was part of the greatest generation who could describe getting out of war, going to work with GE, and then GE carrying them throughout their whole life until retirement. That sort of story doesn't... And that, jo- and that job is now in China. I get it. That, that, that job is in China. That job, you are more expendable. Like, the attitude that kind of erupted from, you want to say, the Nixon, Reagan, Carter, and then kind of solidified, I would even dare say by the Bush Sr. and Clinton days. When you mean solidified, you mean uh, brought to our attention in a solidified manner or in the galvanized manner? Like they galvanized something that was true. Hey, your jobs have left. Deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. Is that that attitude was gone. Like, do you know about the movie Fight Club? I saw it. So Fight Club actually... I wish I could remember what I saw. uh, There's there's a big important... Brad Pitt, correct? What? Brad Pitt. Yeah. There's okay. a big Fight Club is pretty much really about guys with no jobs. It's about men who don't have a purpose, that they don't really have a Remember job. Remember Kimbo Slice here? You missed that guy. Oh, oh yeah, Kimbo Slice was great. Yeah. yeah, man. The junkyard dog here in locally. Um, but more or less, I want to finish on this point. Is that In fact, a guy like you kicked his butt in the octagon, slammed him upside the head. He, he was actually brought into the fight because the other guy didn't show. And this guy wasn't even supposed to fight. And they told him right then and there, you want to take this guy on? I'll take on. I'll take him on. And I think he accepted like Popper's money. Bro, oh, and he knocked Kimbo out with a face shot with his, uh, I think it was his knee. No, it was a face shot with a kick and then a knee shot into the chest. And it laid, it set him up for our freaking roundhouse and dropped Kimbo to the floor. The end of the, the end of the story. More or less, though, getting back to what I was saying about Fight Club, is that the line from Fight Club that sticks with me, which is kind of the end result of neoliberalism, is that we are always telling, being told that we are going to become rock stars, successful businessmen, and we're all catching on to the fact that this isn't going to be the case. And we are, I don't think successful businessman is in that equation. It's just rock stars, all, internet stars, and influencers. That's new. That's nowadays. But like... And we are all growing very pissed. That's kind of the line. Maybe I'm missaying something out of it. But to me, that's what Fight Club was kind of about, which was, you know, done around 1990, the later part, which was that American men were particularly catching on that the success and the infrastructure and the institutions that were built by their parents that kind of carried them through yeah, man, people went off to college with that money. They, they were gone. And mortgages. So, they paid their house, the American dream, the whole thing. But $4.7 will destroy that really quick, evaporate it. All inner city jobs are going to go down in the tank with all these illegals looking for work. It's really amazing. Who in the hell is going to support all these people? I heard that almost 70% don't have family members that are sponsoring them and taking care of them. Even I mean, that, if they that, do that exist. is why immigrants tend to do better than native-born Americans. 
is because immigrant families support each other. Yeah, that's very true. There's an attack right now on on social media on the privileges that the Cuban-American community received from the federal government as a result of the Cuban Democracy Act. And they they are complaining that um, uh, Cubans did so well because of all the assistance they got. And I see that as just uh, uh, ignorance of government. You know, people say, I want more money, and you didn't give me enough. You gave those people all that money. And look, look how well they're doing, so give I mean, me more. I mean, even the white Americans who had um, a legacy to build off, they, they got stuff like the Homestead Act. You know, that's what really separated America from other countries is that, yes, we're a land of mob- upwards mobility, right? And you are expected to make it, however... There's kind of a history that's been erased is that people just like hear these like success stories told in a very unrealistic manner. Like Walt Disney was not a super genius. He did not put that whole company together. His brother was the one that was crunching numbers. He, He had a family helping him up. Like it's very clear that many Americans have been the benefactory of many programs to help them enter the market. Well, Barack Obama yeah, got his education paid for. But that's, that's what I mean. So it's really about, how did I put it? When I, for, for the audience, there is a man called Robert Welch, who is a very, very extreme, even among reactionaries at the time. He ran the John... What, 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 John Birch Society? Yeah. He ran the John Birch Society, and he was part of the McCarthy Red Scare movement, if that's okay, accurate assessment to say. Um... He eventually lost favor with people after he implied that Eisenhower was a communist for letting uh, China fall to Mao. But what always sticks with me is that these, when I, and you're asking me why I'm not a libertarian, it was because I read this, is that he would talk about the country like all of these things made to help people, they were politically illegitimate on an ideological level, that they shouldn't have existed. And then people would always bring up, well, yeah, but what about 1910? Poverty was insane back in 1910. You know, it was terrible. And a lot of Chinese immigrants. Yeah. And then, it, but his response was, but it was a noble poverty. That was, it was a noble poverty, was what he's saying. So, that's a rhetorical double edged sword. You could see, you could see something positive in it, or you could see something in. Totally but, negative but, but to me, arrogant it, about it. But to what me, do you find it to be arrogant about I, it? What do I find it to be? What's, it, noble, what's noble about poverty you don't there's like? There's nothing about noble about poverty. There, That's there, not true. So to there's me, a lot of poor people I, that are very distinguished people. Talks about down, there's a lot of poor people that about, give away the little they have. That's when I, noble. When, when That's I noble hear, poverty. Yeah, but okay, come on. These people who are poor aren't choosing a monastic or aesthetic lifestyle. They're offering the the little they have to others who are worse than them. In in countries that are Buddhist, like Japan and India, these are people, like, you know, when you see monks in the street, you know who they are. They're religiously dressed. They have their garb and they have, and it is considered... It's like me on Ash Ash Wednesday. It's good (laughs) to give them money because it's kind of seen that way, right? Because they have chosen this, but, like... When Robert Welch says noble poverty, the entire implication of his far-right politics are immediately visible. Yes. That he resents... There I can disagree. He resents the progressive movement of the 20s and the 30s that pulled people out of poverty. He doesn't care. 
He knows these programs are working. He knows these programs are helping Americans, but he doesn't care because it's about protecting his business interests above anything else. That is when I stopped being a libertarian was after I read that because it felt like it was clear, which is, oh, what do we do about the poor? Nothing. We're not supposed to be doing anything about the poor. That's the idea. I believe that uh, it's hard to say we should do nothing about the poor, but guess what? I mean, you're a Catholic, so you guys, we have that drilled into us in childhood. No, we have what drilled in, this is the big misnomer. What we have drilled into us is for the church and its uh, city of sinners, which is the church, the Lycos, are to help the poor, not the government. And guess what? Wasn't it said in the Bible, give what is Caesar's to Caesar, give what to God is God? Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Yes. Yes. That's tithe. And not a word is talked about tithe. Most Catholics don't want to tithe, especially the very wealthy ones. Some do, some don't. I find it easy to tithe because I, for a long time, didn't make much money. So uh, 10% of 25, 30, 45, 50,000 was 5,000 bucks. It's very doable. But I do notice that in the years that I made the most amount of money are the years following the year of tithe. And it's just the universe leaving clues to me. So it doesn't apply back to Trump. He's the man who gave a lot away to people. I have my money. He stole from the banks. He gave it to others. Uh, what okay. does Jesus say to the rich man who says, Give it I all. Give, I give it all. I give that to the poor. Is that not enough? No. Sell everything you, you have, have and come follow me. Yeah. That's a very good point. And that <laughs> probably was very important at the time. <laughs> and guess what? I mean, the, the early Christians were not... I don't think they would recognize modern Christianity in very ways. These were wanderers. These were people who sacrificed they everything. Saw, they saw martyrdom, though. They saw a lot of people it, die it, in, it, in it, his name. It was borderline a suicide cult, I would say. Oh, yeah, it's so taggy, man. Suicide Out of a sense of admirers. They, they were more admirable you, than the Romans. You know, they were a response to the Roman... Okay, but a suicide They were a response cult. to the Roman domination of their period. Yeah, they, but, they invented a morality in opposition to But you to made them. them out to be delirious suicide cults. Like, they were, you but know... dying was the best thing you could do. Back in those days, you didn't yes, live past... Yes, that, that was the best thing that you could do, was die uh, for Christ. Absolutely. Was, yeah. Even to this day. People have died in Iraq and Afghanistan for Christ. They've asked them to denounce Jesus Christ, and they've chose to die. That's in modern era, eras, and it's it goes without saying that there are plenty of people who are willing to die for Christ. And I don't think under any type of uh, duress, I don't think most of my Catholic friends would deny and shun Christ for their own lives. The ones that I'm close to, I believe we would all stand tall and take the take take our life in, into in matters of no hands. Like, that, that sort of attitude that you've acquired, that you've been taught. Anybody that, who threatens that, that is a kill, byproduct of out. the Roman occupation. Well, think about think about this. The, uh, anybody who threatens my life in the name of Christ is going to kill me, whether I say yes or no. So I will say no. I will not denounce my Savior Jesus Christ. Kill me anyway, because you're not going to save me if I say give the right answer. You're going to kill me anyway. 
she, you, the minute I say, I denounce Jesus Christ, and they go, you're a it's just girl, and they kill me anyway. Just when is that going to happen, though? Hey, man. No one's getting killed for being Christian you, in the... I, we don't know. First world. We don't. We really don't. No one's getting killed for being Christian. That's not. That's not what's going in on. The first world. Not. That's not what's going on in parts of Berlin. That's not what's going on in parts Berlin. of Paris. Yes, where there's Muslims everywhere, and they're killing people for uh, not see, denouncing. This, this Jesus is why you guys have lost culturally. Is because yeah, you guys can't handle the truth. That's why. No, it's because because you guys Christians, are you're watching no, TV too much. It, it, no, you're watching the internet too much. Is Christians have fetishized. An early sentiment of their history where they were under Roman occupation and persecution. That's because bullshit. That they were persecuted by the Romans is bullshit. No, that you are quenching into modern times. No, because they're, your whole Christians book, are being thrown off whole, buildings just the same. Your book is written about this. So for you guys, Muslims that is are cutting the people's heads expression off. of your faith. Muslims are cutting Christians' heads off as we speak. Do you know it was the dominant religion in Palestine? Don't ever tell me that it was not Ro- Roman Catholicism. It was Christian. The Palestinians were Christian. Guess what? And that and who is funded. That? That's modern times. That's turn of the century stuff. Okay, Palestine was never a nation. It was always Judea, and whoever came up with that propaganda and put it in our textbooks were lying. Jews were present in Judea, Mesopotamia, and all the parts in between. Way before Palestinians and the land of Palestine. So who funds Christian persecution in these areas? It's the West. I don't think so. I think that that's uh, a total reach. I believe that who sponsors uh, terrorism in this country and in all parts of the world is anti-West. I believe that a good portion of the West doesn't stand up to terror. I believe all of Europe is one of those. Why they don't have terror? But see, this is it: is that you you can't name any in the first world. You can't. You couldn't name a state institution that is persecuting Christians. You had to go and say, "Well, there are some gangs of immigrants who are trying to integrate into this community and have resulted to crime to support themselves." Yeah, this there's is, no institution. Th- th- this is. If, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know of any institutional a, government. I, I, I am old enough to remember. I'm old enough to completely remember after Columbine happened, they were sp- um, evangelical Protestants were spreading stories, um, completely made up stuff that the guys going around and killing the kids were doing so because they were anti-Christian. That they were going around and asking people, "Do you believe in God?" That's, that was, anti- that's anti-faith. But that was completely made up. This was a fabrication. They asked every. Well, they, they, they were, asked a lot. Well, they were dressed up in the black garb. Uh, they took pictures of themselves before the attack. I mean, priests wear black. Yeah, what, but, what an argument! But with with an AK forty seven, with an M sixteen or a pistol in yeah, their no, hand. Yeah, but those those kids were on tons of drugs. Probably. They were on tons of drugs. No, I don't, the, that, I don't that, dispute that. It, it, it's, it's well recorded that they were really depressed on tons of drugs. But more or less, like th- this, and is, they were playing war games and games and games in basements and not really uh, dealing with the world around them. But this is the thing: Total is that, this is the problem: is that. There's a huge section of Christian thought that relishes and loves the idea of being attacked. Like, it's what matters to them more. That's a total reach. Who in the hell loves to be attacked? You guys. You. You. Well, I do. You you, you will talk about a media story as like a personal slight against the... Democracy and patriotism, yeah. 
Because you're looking for it. No. That, that's why QAnon... Because it's under attack. Took, it's under Q, attack. That's why QAnon took over with evangelicals. QAnon. QAnon. Who in the for. hell is QAnon? You already told us. Tell us again, because that's something you believe. You know more about QAnon than Q, I do. But, but QAnon was really popular. No, it wasn't. With evangelical no. Christians. It was. <laughs> it was popular because among it, it 5% into, remember, of non-voters. I remember when the year 2000 came... Tons of preachers were crossing their fingers, hoping that this would be end times around the door. Please. See, Please. That, that's the problem. And that's why you I guys... I'm, wait a minute. I'm gonna, you're confusing two, conflating two ideas. You're, you want, one moment you're saying that QAnon was a very legitimate, popular movement, and it was not. It was. No, it was. It was. It's, it's no, I absolutely believe it was because freak, of QAnon. It was as freakazoid as Antifa in, the, in that same number, a very one percenter kind of thing. Except and then how, there's many also, did, and then, how many times did um, Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi put people with Antifa stuff right behind them during campaign rallies? Come on, they were, ba- they were bailing them out. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? A vice president of the United States candidate, Kamala Harris, was asking to raise money to bail him out. Stop your BS. Let me look that up. Come on. Let me look that up. Antifa <laughs> was a product of the Democratic Party's fringe elements. Not the mainstream, not the DNC, none of that. But Summer of Love, all that chaos was the communist side, the fringe element of the Democratic Party, who wanted to depose the president of the United States, who had a very successful economy, and they did everything they could to do it. And they succeeded. From COVID to uh, Russian collusion to two impeachments to the summer of love to the burning of our cities and the knocking down of our statues. That's all left-wing stuff, of which many times you would know more about it in detail than I would. And that, unfortunately, it gets lost after January the 6th, that obviously was an entrapment, obviously was an abuse of that crowd that was super pissed off and was already there to listen to Trump, go over peacefully and let your voices be heard, and then boom, the incitement on the grounds of the Capitol. That's all coming out in court papers now. And all that was known the very day I was watching live, I could see I could see how they were being incited. I could see how all these people with selfies really thought it was cool to grab Pelosi's... Propping up conspiracy theories. That Not conspiracies! It's the called a riot! Propping up conspiracy theories that there was election fraud... That, that 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 was not a factor. Oh, either. how do you overthrow the government? How no do you overthrow fact. the government with a selfie See, in your hand? Here's the thing: I'm not. How can you videotape the overthrow of government with a selfie in your hand? Don't you need a bayonet? Don't you need a rocket launcher? People are coming into the airport with pitchforks. Holy moly, man! You couldn't get even on an airplane. With a pitchfork. What are you saying? Man? I was following an account of a guy who was up going to. Oh, yeah. Thing. How the hell do he hide a, uh, how does he hide a pitchfork? That's so reach. They wrapped it up. Oh, really? They wrapped it up. Yeah, yeah florist. It was a romance. Yeah, bubble wrap, for sure. Please, man. Come on. I mean, we did actually find that the Proud Boys and the Three Percenters were very armed nearby. Oh, okay. Planning stuff. Yes, that is true. They were they were armed. There was armed insurrectionists. Yeah, sure. Who believes that? Now that someone comes, weaponized in case the the 
I wish I could say the word I really need to say when the, the manure hits the fan. I can see that. I don't see why not. A lot of a lot of what I saw that day um, had elements of it that were, yeah, a pitchfork crowd that supported Donald Trump for president. But he stole those groups of people, hardworking people who were basically in debt, struggling, the, the forgotten man that he talked about in his inauguration. I can see them showing up to January the 6th because he asked them to, for Christ's sake. He was giving a speech. I'm so happy I didn't go when I was invited to go. I don't know. I just didn't go. Thank God. I didn't go. Thank God. God protected me in some bizarre way. I just didn't take the time to go. And I didn't set, you know, I didn't, I didn't put anything, my house of cards in order to even get a plane ticket. Nothing. I just didn't go. It wasn't, I wasn't going to happen. And I think it was that Ted Cruz side of me saying, you know what? I'd be a phony going. Let's play it safe and see how we can politically advantage ourselves. No, I just. I'm no, joking. I'm joking. That's just I, the Ted Cruz. <laughs> it was just. It was just uh, stupid talk. I just was never. Um, I was never. I didn't feel true to say that I was a Trumpster, although I fought just as hard for him once he won the primaries. But everybody knows my position. I was a Ted Cruiser, and to this very day, I'm a Ted Cruiser. I'm going to have a tough time with the battle of my mind, the battle of my political position, my stance on general things, if he runs again. Why? Because I dread, I really dread what it means in a, on a historical sense, Donald Trump not winning the primary over a people's discourse because it only condones what the federal government, federal agencies, that so-called deep state, what they did to a sitting president of the United States. You cannot undermine the president of the United States using information back there. That is like and what media. Nixon said: if the president does it, it's not illegal. No, it isn't. That's amateur you saying it. Nixon said it, and he misspoke when he said it, and he probably meant it because he was a paranoid freak at that point. Nixon was a, a very damaged president from the get-go because he already had lost governor he of was California way more human than the bushes I will give him he that. lost a controversial 1960 election that again was rigged and he didn't contest it he says for the for the for the nation's security and betterment I will I will stand down I will respect the results and that was a rig that too 1960 election was a rig as well and it's a story a fact that our elections have been rigged in the past but he became president eventually didn't he after losing the governor's mansion, uh, not getting elected in California, I think two years after, I think in 1962, someone correct me on that one, but uh, Richard Nixon ran for governor of California after losing to John F. Kennedy. I just don't know if that was 64 or what, but he, lo- he lost. So he was slammed over and over again. This is the guy who was a sitting vice president. But I guess that's the thing that separates us generationally between us, is that what I'm now noticing is how we're now talking is... You're really concerned about America's role as a leader. I'm I'm worried about communism seeping its ugly ass into our society little by little, starting with the multiple choice exam. That's how far back I go. Okay? I'm disgusted with how people are being educated. I'm disgusted. I'm, we don't really I, 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 you know what I love about it is that sometimes right-wingers sound exactly like the student activists they're afraid of. I'm not afraid of you guys. I, I want to make sure you guys don't have but a say in the matter. It, it, it's like I can't tell you how many times that I've you, been. I don't. I, I've been I don't with fear. Like an activist. I and fear. Like, you and know what like, I fear? Working out. Working out is a sign of like 
capitalistic hypermobility. You know what this I'm really afraid of? You know what I really that, that, fear? That's, that's what I hear from. You know what I really fear? The people who agree with me who are apathetic. People who don't stand up. People who've been watching me stand up for, what, 15 years now since, uh, actually formally 10. Let's say 10. I'll say 15 years because I wrote way before I acted. I wrote about it in newspapers before I acted. I was letting everybody know I was coming. I was coming for you, and when I actually did it in 2013, all I want is a functioning democracy. You don't. That has some sort you of don't. measure. You would have reelected Donald Trump if you wanted a functioning economy, because we were off to in- I said energy. Democracy. Huh? Slip of the tongue. No. I said democracy. I did not say economy. Well, guess what. You can't have one without the other. And Trump did not does not believe in democracy. Yeah, uh, he I'm sure. absolutely does so, not. So yeah, yeah, he cooed himself. He was trying to overcome. Uh, 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 he was trying to what do you call it? Insurrect the government and stay in power. He was. He not- literally said that. Pence, oh, said, Pence said we can't do that, and he said, "Yeah, but that wouldn't that be cool?" He even contested the election he won. Come on, so, so did the entire Democratic Party in 2016. And I thought they was decertified. The, I agreed with conservatives when they said elections have consequences in 2016. All of a sudden, are, four years later, are, that does not apply to you no, guys. Interesting. We, uh, Biden, Interesting. Look at the consequences of Joe Biden's presidency. We're poor as hell now. We suck as a country together. We are more divided than ever before because of this creep on the welfare role because he's been public freaking politician his whole life. We voted him in. We were begging for a guy to come out of nowhere who wasn't yeah, uh, way better, beholden way to better someone. Than the guy who inspired tons of like hate crimes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He inspired so much. He just told us Dude, the I- harsh truth, man. All he could do is hate him for that. But he didn't incite us to beat the hell out of each other, and knock over our statues. No, it was those were funded Dude, campaigns. Okay, okay, here's where you're old, and I'm going to tell you, I've met so many young people. You're trying to I, rationalize. I've met so many young people in political organizations, right? And I go, how did you get into this? Because it's like I hate Trump. Yeah, that's amateurism. That's immaturity. But that's it. But that's but immaturity. That's immaturity. This world. How do you get so has, immature? This world you has attracted how opposition. How did you guys get this so immature? You, I was always here. I was here ever since. Have you ever I thought? Saw, I was incre- here ever since how, I saw us go with France into Libya and kill Gaddafi, out. because I saw the United States making the exact same mistake that we made in Iraq, and I realized who was Guess ever what? in charge. The French is the I French realized, so took out we went uh, Gaddafi. Lot, we agreed with them. The British went to us in Iraq. What different? I saw a country that did not care about how it conducted itself internationally, while I saw communities around me economically struggling. That's when I got politically yes. involved. But so unfortunately, when we I, got hit. When young people unfortunately, saw a guy we got hit by three planes. Getting people to Don't be, be the so people immature. in rallies that he was at, put him on a stretcher, exact words. That was enough for people who had no idea what it was hey, talking if you, about. If I'm my running for president get and you try to destabilize my rally... I'm a type of person who will say the same thing. Hey, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Because he wants violence. Not because I want to get him out of here. It's because he Dude, wants violence. liberals were so nice before you who? pushed them. Liberals. Please. Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. Come on. You... They were grabbing Trump's head on a silver platter. They cut his head off. Uh, comedians holding Trump's hair in a bloody mess. Come on, admit your faults. You guys are you all politically immature. 
You live no, off, I you pushed him. I pushed him. You yeah, pushed him. The gun kills the person, not the person firing you the trigger. Pushed him That's after, stupid stuff. That's immaturity. Come on, I'm eating your lunch. Yet comedian's holding his head up as if he was after dead. He got, right he, here. He's time out. Protesters In 2020, after the, after the primary. You're going to hit that button right now because I'm about to curse. In 2020. That is dog shit. Uh, ship. What you don't understand, I saw a, an emaciated, he had bloody protesters stuff. beat up at his rallies. He didn't have them. Yes, he, he said, did. get him out of here, what they you said originally. They were beat up at his rallies. There were white supremacists here. around here. Of course you guys were going to get pushed back. I get it. He's a Republican candidate, and you're going to back him. I completely don't. I understand how your mind works, but you guys cannot feign victim when this is the sort of attitude that you bring out. And liberals who are so nice and have no idea start freaking out because they yeah, have no liberals idea who are so how to nice. handle politics. Liberals who are so nice they wanted to cut his head off, and he, they were praying. I remember they were praying. They were praying for his demise. I remember. I was talking. Unfortunately, I've been talking. I was talking to so many moms of my friends who were like, why are Republicans like this, right? Like, why are they acting like this? Because you bought into the media them, narrative. And I told them because you bought evil, into the newspapers. And they've always been evil. But they didn't believe that until Shh. Trump. Trump showed them that. They've always been evil. You hear what he says, how immature that is? <laughs> my God, people who want to adhere to the Constitution and make us strong against the world and make sure that we defend against foreign enemies, foreign and domestic. And this guy says, we're evil. Meanwhile, they're aborting kids and uh, and, and supporting uh, criminals and letting them out of jail. That's evil. They're spending all your taxpayer money on That's weapons evil. to settle conflicts and scores that have no effect on your life, that could be going into your community, uh-huh. your schools, until they, your roads, until your they blow, infrastructure, yeah, until your they blow industries. Up. Until they blow up World Trade Center and the Pentagon, and then oh, oh. yeah, you're right because that was actually taxpayer. Oh, money we were provoked. We provoked them Osama too. Bin Laden. Yeah, we provoked him too. No, we armed him. We <laughs> said go crazy. Oh. It's so sad to watch, man. Can I can I quote Ronald Reagan? And can he's I voting Ron- himself out of existence. Can I quote Ronald Reagan on huh? the Taliban? And Please do. These are men with the moral character of the founding fathers. Okay, Im- uh, implying whom? <laughs> Im- Who? Who? Bin Laden and the Taliban. This was Reagan. That these men have okay. the char- moral character of the founding fathers. Because he was taking on the Russians who invaded Afghanistan as a CIA operative. I can see that. I don't know if it's true or not what you're saying. I'm assuming it is if you said it. Have, have you seen but- Rambo 3? Have you seen Rambo 3? I believe I have. In the I original ha- cut that, of Rambo 3. I can, I can honestly say I have In the original cut of Rambo 3. The final picture on the movie, the final frame, said this film is de- dedicated to the brave freedom fighters of the Muhammadine. Face it, we love blowback. You are content with a military machine pumping money to all these different people around the world who might eventually turn on us. And we don't Not consider who the consequences. Might, who are turning on us. Well, thank you. You're making my argument better for me. People turn on America. People want America to fall to the wayside. And I tell... All those who believe that, you right. have no idea. I don't idea. want America to fall. Yes, I you want do. us to stop pushing beyond our borders. No. You are the Spartan Sorry. warriors Sorry. who are telling us Sorry. we need to keep expanding that can never when we need happen. to focus on hope. That can never happen because you're no, you know, I don't have the criticism. You're right. America can only exist as a world-spanning empire. It can only exist with multiple bases all over the world. It can only exist with all of these things. The world cannot exist without America doing that. The world in its current state, which is falling apart. Can you understand 
that our uh, all this is talked about, and I, I blame Republicans for this. All this crying about the massive amounts of aid going to the Ukraine in a very disproportionate manner to the size of this huge bloated indebted economy. It's still a twenty-two, maybe even twenty-four trillion dollar economy. I'll grant you there's only probably two institutions in the military that probably need to exist. Which are the National Guard and perhaps the Navy. Yeah, to shoot itself, to shoot its on its people, the National Guard, just to fight itself. See, you undermine yourself every no, time. because there needs to be a domestic thing that defends a country. Fine. I'll take that. You know, maybe you've made a enough. point. Maybe you've made a point that um, ships carrying crates on international waters maybe need to be defended. Maybe you've made a point there. But like, not defended, guarded the whole way, the whole trip. But these bases, AWOCs. these bases for, full of countries that are turning against us because they hate these bases there. You know, that take so much money to help support, you know, dropping rates of people who are just unfulfilled <clears> with their <throat> military career, nothing to show for it. You know, people go enlist and they don't even get that free college that they're promised. Right now, they're asked to get on food stamps and take on government subsidies because they won't pay the military soldiers. And you Think wanna, about that. And, yeah, and you want to keep expanding. I want them you to, want to I keep double the, the American empire. I this want, is the lunacy that you are seeing from the Republican I want to pay them No social handsomely. security. But a bankrupt military. Yeah, you want. Yeah, this is what you, you want. want. Generational poverty, getting a, getting a you side know, I, thing. I, I was wrong when I was younger, saying that you guys are evil. You're not evil. You're just crazy. You make no sense. It, unfortunately, you're calling you guys evil when expecting you can see what's I've happening before fool, your eyes. I've made a fool and buffoonery of your immaturity politically. You just want to feed people to pay for power. You want them to make you happy, so you really don't have to bust your butt or risk capital or employ or make employees. I make sorry, make payroll to pay for employees and take on the real tasks to make a living in life. And your generation was told that there were you were going to get there, but they didn't tell you all the things you have to do to sacrifice half of your. Almost your, like a your side TikTok of time. cutting education funding. Crazy that. Money. Crazy that. Money. Crazy money that. Crazy has that. nothing crazy to do that. with that. Your education sucks because there's too much money in it. The United States government granting free education has made tuition skyrocket. It also made mediocre textbooks. It also has now artificial intelligence so people can test and pass exams without knowing diddly squat about the subject matter. Have you ever thought about that? Tomorrow's engineers having bridges crash because they didn't do the math correctly because they passed their engineering degree with AI information that's going to get bigger, 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 more profound, more embedded in our society. And you're going to have doctors operating on you who don't know diddly squat about medicine. But be- but because of artificial intelligence, they were able to hide in medical school. I'm not imagining a surgeon just like stabbing around with like no idea what he's doing. Not stabbing, but how about taking the wrong organ out? How about connecting the wrong the wrong arteries uh, to the heart, uh, putting them in backwards? Uh, how about finding compatibilities uh, for uh, 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 what do you call it? Organ transplants, and they're not compatible at all. Not in size, not in strength, and blood type. Yeah, that's going to happen, and the population will probably have another hundred million people in that time in that time frame. By the time AE. I'm sorry, AI has a really profound negative effect on this society. It'll be too far to turn it around.
It'll be disgusting. You're right. No one on the left has ever written extensively on automation displacing workers. It will be. You're going to go to McDonald's, you only find one person keeping an eye on the register to see what you paid inside an ATM machine for the hamburger that was distributed to you without a single person, including the frying of the fries, <laughs> uh, without a single person touching the, fr- the food. And that's going to be unbelievable. What, what happens to my McDonald's when AI takes over the McDonald's? Will they actually give me a perfect fry? Hey, man, it's real. The only problem where AI can't really control our lives, I think, is in the ice cream parlor. Can they actually keep the ice cream from melting and serve it to me cold before, so that I can have it melt in my hands instead of you know melting somewhere else? I mean, what do you want of America other than to defend us against foreign enemies, foreign Downsize. and domestic? Let's get rid of this empire. Let's start spending domestically. Let's you start building up. Get rid of the empire. Better. Get rid of the empire. Yeah. We're broke. You're never going to have the rebuilding of an empire. We're going to go bankrupt before way. Sorry, we're already bankrupt, but it's going to implode eventually because you, 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 you guys won't even have. You guys talk about the. You guys talk about the presence of the radical Republicans during the Spanish that Civil War. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as radical Republicans during and the Spanish keep, Civil War. There is no. I'm not talking none, about people who none, vote. I'm not none. talking about Americans. There's no I'm not talking such about thing Americans. as far right I'm either. About... There's no such thing as far right. That's language of the left. Now, we do know... Okay, so no... he's playing defense right now. Watch this. So what's happened in Spain, what's happened in a lot of these countries that fall is that their war effort or the imperial effort goes south. So these countries either... They go the way a law Nazi Germany is that they double down and say That's we, communism. we lost because we did not Nazi Germany was we communism. We lost because we were too nice. We lost because we were Nazi too benevolent. Nazi Germany were socialist this, communists. All of them. We lost because we were too nice and too benevolent. We when you want to say when you want to say nationalist, we have to be completely at war. When you want to say nationalist, authoritarian, that leads then you're, that, that you're, country you're at Franco was obsessed with pushing and with this Pinochet. And you can look at a country like Spain which pushes to the point of its war effort that actually causes a civil war to break out because people are sick of the direction of war. They're sick of the direction That's of war. That's not pushing. true. Yes, it is. Franco came to power as a direct result of Russians invading and permeating into the Iberian Peninsula. And Why everybody, did the Spanish Civil War happen? I'm not talking it was more about... Of a, it was more of a banking crisis than anything else. Because they had bankrupt themselves running on an imperial economic model. The country was so corrupt oh, and so there, filled there, with money. There, I would have to decipher what you actually And then mean. at that point, the left lost patience and they took up guns. That's what happened there. I don't want... like you know, Or we can go along the ways of other countries which have reformed, you know, like England, which withdrew themselves from the world stage. And granted, things are going to suck for England. you know why? Because they're a tiny little country. Not going to suck for America. Wouldn't that, I mean, it's wouldn't not that, suck wouldn't that be the reason? We withdraw that, our empire because we good have point. culture. We have wouldn't that be a reason we to withdraw? Oil. We have all of these things to still add to the world stage. We stand nothing, nothing to lose from no longer being an empire. And, you're, and you undermine energy independence. See no, what I mean? Not. See we're the not. duplicity we're of your act of your saying. We're not going to lose energy. That's called double speak. No, it's not. You're the one who speaks of independence when your whole model of production relies on intervention, relies on holding down other nothing, countries. Nothing, 
The only th- the only time Absolutely that the United States has to rely on its war machine is that it has to keep them employed. This Otherwise, is the Keynesian model. We are out. still operating on the Keynesian model. Why are you interrupting model? me and I let you talk, you schmiel? Because I'm correcting I, you. You have to understand that the industrial military complex, as enormous as it is, in one way or another impacts 50% of our economy, either in technology, in manpower, or know-how, in R&D. We get certain places to get to certain places. A lot of the stuff you and I enjoy as civilians was uh, had a military application. Thus, the 3M notepad, it was um, a military uh, um, application that went awry and ended up being the sticky behind the pad became the number one seller of 3N. Research that kind of stuff. But when it comes to missile, missile directions and laser guided missiles, all that stuff, those people who graduate in that, in, that, in that work have to understand if we don't employ them, they will go work for an enemy. They might not stand here and say, I'm not going to sit here and go broke. I know how to launch missiles. And they might go and, and go to a foreign university, graduating, and end up working for the other side. That's how serious it is. Now, that, that we have bases all over the world after World War II, that we stayed ourselves, we kept ourselves uh, out there, uh, it was to control shipping lanes. And guess what? It's necessary for world uh, food chain, supply chain. And without the United States... I would say the entire Western world will starve. That's a bold statement, but I believe it to be true. We're in the Mediterranean. We're in the Far East. We're in the Pacific. We're in the Atlantic. You know, we're everywhere. We're in uh, around Cape Town. We're, uh, exactly. We're, that, that's we're got, everywhere. That's, got, that's what's gotten so... So we had no more money for welfare. That's my point. How convenient. Yes. How Yes, convenient. Convenient. I'd give all the money to military, veterans, and old people. For the obvious reasons. Military veterans, because they, they were willing to die for their country, and they might be seriously harmed in the head. You might not even see their physical disabilities. You might just... He shouldn't have to compete with me on unemployment. He shouldn't have to compete with me in the employment s- sector after he's fought a war. None. None of them should. None of them. Those are one, those are one group of people who deserve scot-free the rest of their lives. And then, of course, old people, because... They did the hard stuff while they were active, and they they generated the economy, and the the, the, the monies of scale, the the talents, the taxes, pay for them, but no one else, no one else, not everybody who's claiming to be super poor. Because guess what? When you give them money, it's, that's their that's their that's as far as they go. It's not about the super poor. It's about. We have created the United States as a concept and the problem with it. And when we talk about systemic things on the left is that we are talking about a society that has been developed for probably one reason, which is to serve the interests of a business elite, primarily in making arms manufacturing. So we need to rationalize and completely constantly push this need for and your arguments, this need for escalation, you're falling this need flat. for things. These you're th- falling flat big time. What country? United States has been more in war than any other country the in The welfare history. state was the United created States as a result of 
financial calamities. So see, he's talking on about, a regular basis. He's talking about welfare, like it's the primary thing we've always had in this country. Fifty percent, the constant yeah, 50%, direction. Fifty percent. But I'm talking about something that even almost practically predates the founding fathers. I'm talking about the modus operandi from day one. Sorry, I'm folks. Ta- 50% of the U.S. economy, sorry, not the U.S. economy, 50% of the government economy, the government ecosystem, the public sector, 50%, whether we like it or not, is Social Security and welfare. It is nothing else. It's 50%, maybe even 51, maybe even 55. It is grotesque. And it's all rigged and unnecessary. It never served its, it's never reduced poverty. Uh, there's a lot of people who claim that I'm full of it. There's a lot of people saying that our standard of living has is uh, what do you call it tripled in quality of life, but it's because of the private sector, not because of the welfare. A private sector that is brought up by the government. See, that's the no! thing. I, I'm not even talking about getting rid of the private sector he here. Keeps on thinking. I'm not even talking about getting rid of the private sector. This is how much of a middle ground lefty I am. Is wow, that- you hear that? He's not willing to give away. The private sector, so it makes up a middle ground. No, it's true because the That's rest, not true, the rest of my said. comrades would have do, you guys Anybody done away who with wants to get rid of the private sector. Is a I, am communist. Saying, I am saying that we organize and restructure society to no longer be an absolutely empire, not. to no longer have to feel this need to absolutely dominate and control not. everything. Absolutely not. The only thing you're right because go- you know who'd be the people who'd suffer most under my system? Unemployed writers at the Atlantic would no yeah. longer have anything to fear bait about anymore. They would no longer have the ability to write columns about how they're concerned about a certain world leader. That you know, this one we happen not to be trading with. You know, you mean the the the, the weekly of the American Communist, the Atlantic. And the New Yorker? The, the Atlantic. Like, I'll put down the Atlantic, the New Yorker, the New York Times, uh, Washington Post. Yeah, these are the people who are really going to suffer under my system. Are, New York Times? You mean the ones that were in bed with your your favorite uh, Nazi propaganda? In the New York Times They're, is pretty pro-Hitler. Yeah, they were. But they were. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because they like money. They just side with those with money. Well, that, that has always been their I believe the media I th- I is believe to defend the worldview of the financially elite. Oh, oh. That is the purpose of the New York Times. Guess what? Not to spite you and guess your, what? Guess your what was, traditional values. <laughs> guess what was sacrificed in this entire dialogue is our our, our philosopher uh, Snyder's interview here. On we PBS. can do that on Monday. We'll have to do it on Monday because uh, it's fifty-seven minutes. But so, this relates to what we're talking about, kind of, more or less, is, like, listen, like, the United States is not in a position anymore where it can just get what it wants from the rest of the world by force. If anything, being able to negotiate, being able to trade, you know, gosh, you know, I'm a left-wing, like, communist sympathizer who advocates for trade. You know how much of a pushback I get when I say markets are good? Well, the oil. You know, communism has failed. It hasn't generated a damn thing for anyone. Yeah, because it's a, yeah, but that's the thing. It's a science, and I acknowledge it's that not even a science. It is. It's a it's science. It's a propaganda. It's a science. A propaganda in it's poverty. It's property, poverty, propaganda. I, I, Take I, I, over I, property, 
Make sure everybody's poor. Stay in power. Pay off you're your like, military. I, we, we, you're right. I love, I love working for a worldview that like, I really believe is not going to work. That's why that's I like what you're it. Sa- that, 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 that's why I really advocate Bro, it. Bro, you said it there. You I, said I, it. I, I, he I, said it, not me. I, I've only lived... You know un- what that's called? I've only lived under the twilight of an empire that's been slowly falling apart and everyone doing whatever they can. And you can't be how you are. Whoever they can. You can't be how you are in China. You start talking what you're talking in China, they'd be on top of your case all over. Exactly why you I could like only be United, a communist exactly here in the United why States. I like the freedom of the Try United States. Try to be States. a commie in a communist country; they'll shut you down so fast. You could only be a that, commie that, here. That's but see, this is the stuff I like about the United States is democracy. Yeah, allow me to be and, commie. And there is no contradiction. There's no contradiction. Marx was pro-America. Karl Marx uh, Mar- was pro-America. He was one, he state, one he, statement he made. Yeah. Couple statements. He believed that socialism could be implemented democratically. He did. He did. So did Reagan. So I am pro-democracy. They won't try to do it by force. They'll do it by the election box. And we're one generation away from being a communist country. It's not in our bloodstream. That's paraphrase, folks. I'm not as good as him to be able to recite these things. And I'm not reading from anything. So excuse the paraphrase. But so, Because here's the thing I also acknowledge is that we're going to have to have unique solutions to deal with these things. Because yeah. Reducing 50% of the government subsidies that go out to people who claim to, and legitimately, I paid into it, I want out. In other words, I paid into Social Security, I want my Social Security check. And it doesn't pay for anything. It pays for very, very, very little. Except for now, it gets doubled during this last infrastructure deal. Everybody's going to get more money now. And guess what? The dollar's going to sink in value. That's why they're claiming there's going to be a crash. There's going to be a crash in the economy because the dollar ain't worth a damn. Because we're sinking in our own debt. Every founding father... And a good portion of that debt is military. Every founding father... Every founding father claimed that the government debt was the worst thing that could happen to this country. And they tried everything to avoid it to the point that they shot down paper but money. Now, but now we are at the point. They shot down paper money for you gold go and ahead. silver. Do you really want to back the gold standard? That is, This is another libertarian lunatic idea. No, the gold standard is kind of hard at this point because I don't think uh, since the 70s, which is when Morton Friedman suggested it to Nixon... Uh, I don't think we could stay on the gold standard simply because we can't mine it fast enough. Exactly. Yeah. Could not extract it from the ground fast enough. But that's exactly enough. like the big portion of our spending. Gosh, now I'm going to sound like a Republican. Foreign aid. Um, What else? You know, military budget. Like a lot of these things are connected. Well, no, I'm glad you said foreign aid because the U.S. aid is probably the biggest bandoozle there is. But like, you know, let's look at a big way that we can really deal with this sort of problem. Is that we you want to see poor people getting armed? So invested, close off USA to the world, and so, they'll be fighting us tomorrow. We are so invested in this project of an empire before anything else. Most of those people in Washington. I'm sorry to inform you, but the project it was of an the empire, obligation. It was an obligation. I'm pro America, but I think it's time just to bring down the curtain on the empire of liberty. I think it's had a great run. No. It's had a tremendous bring run. down the welfare state, and bring then down perhaps the empire of liberty. Bring down the welfare state, and perhaps we will be a person, I mean, a country of your liking. But while we're insolvent... I want to keep these freedoms. I don't want to become like Cuba. I don't want to become like Russia. I want to see the best United States we can... How about add China? No, sure. China neither. Yeah. Well, seven out of ten Chinese don't eat once a day. I think we're going to totally have a place where there's going to be a nice middle market, where there's going to be small business owners... 
who support their family and their way of life. But it, it's just the reality that this country is sinking under the debt of this problem. And debt. Debt, which is mostly attributed to helping out a mil- an empire sustain its existence. You know, I want you to go back uh, for the next show, and I want you to see for yourself how much we spend on all our bases, how much we spend on all our military, how much we spend on... Bring just ab- the troops home. And Bring compare the, the troops home. <laughs> and compare what that number is to how much we spend on welfare, and how much is lost in welfare, how much is duplicated in welfare, how easy it is for any person with a... With Here, a here's a major difference. Time out. Let me make a point. Sure. Go ahead. How many people who have astutely figured out how to get seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars from the government by just applying the right way, using county, state, and federal funds? Here's it's the ma- that bad. Here's the major difference, though. Welfare will be spent domestically. Oh, Nancy Pelosi! Why don't you pull out the the quote from Nancy Pelosi? Oh, she- I didn't even know that. Oh, I didn't even know Nancy Pelosi said that. Oh my lord, that's a great way to drop the mic moment. Continue talking. You got your, it, you so have it all to yourself. Problem. Here We've we go. See, we already saw with the war in Iraq, um, Afghanistan, that this money was spent abroad. This money was spent by p- wealthy people buying houses in Afghanistan who lived in the United States. As the big problem with tax cuts, all the way going back to the Godfather of capitalism. Adam Smith, is that there's no way of stopping rich people from spending their money outside of the country. The real anxiety that the wealthy have about ending the American empire is that they're no longer going to have cheap places to exploit on the same level that they're doing now. That is the real reason. That is the only concern about maintaining Continue. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty much they want um, a mercenary army on their behalf not one to fight for ideas, but to fight for low taxes, to fight for low wages, and to fight for acquisition of natural resources. It's pretty much it. Like that is the current you just, state. You just, uh, you just repeated uh, Pelosi. You know when they were asked. Her, when, when Pelosi said this all about the United States Empire, whoa! This is what she said. Here we go. I'm this is me on, showing how radical I really am here. In, in thirty seconds, we're going to show you what he just said. This is not the this is not the welfare comment. This is just she believes that uh, she's allowed to trade stocks. This is exactly what he's talking about. No, I don't know to the second one. Um, any uh, we have a responsibility to report in the stock on the stock but I don't I'm not familiar with that five month review but if the people aren't reporting they should be because this is a free market and people we are free market oh, economy oh this is when she was caught stealing money no that. not stealing money backroom dealing she was just handing information by proxies yeah. to her husband that's all yeah she no, never did anything. She's a saint. She should have been found um, very much guilty any, for this. Uh, she had no, no proof against her. Report in the stock, uh, on the stock, but I don't. I'm not familiar with that five month review. But if uh, people aren't reporting, they should be. It's pretty incredible because she was the sp- speaker of the house. There are so many other speakers that could have been speaker that never became speaker. Because of her dominance, she eliminated all the rules so there wouldn't even be debate on the floor, which is what the 20 
fiscal conservative caucus were taken away from McCarthy. That tells you everything about the Republicans. They actually give a damn about the country. So they wanted to make sure that McCarthy... You're right, Republicans... Time out! They didn't want to allow McCarthy to have, Speaker McCarthy, from having the same power that Pelosi had just had. Think about that. Think about a party attacking itself, demanding that the Speaker, their Every new Republican Speaker... Every Republican voted against having more mental health help assistance in schools. Primarily the thing that everyone would say would stop more school shootings... Across the board, Guess they what? stopped voting to fund that. Guess this what? This is the party that, that doesn't give a not crap true. about you. That's the that party is that doesn't give a crap about you. That's no, not true. The government is can't do nothing about the mental they health. They can't of do children. nothing because parents, we don't want them to do nothing. Parents, because churches, we are ideologically hospitals, driven against parents, using no. the government to help make people's lives people better. People who shoot up because schools because we don't believe in it. We Pe- don't believe in using the government for anything schools. else other than imperial domination. B.S. Back in a moment. Silence. We're staying there. Here we go. Representatives <laughs> in its 218-year history. The House will come to order. The mother of five invited the children and grandchildren of House members, including her own eight grandchildren, to join her. For our daughters and our granddaughters, today we have broken the marble ceiling. Nancy Pelosi talked about her background at a street name-changing ceremony in her honor in Baltimore, Maryland. I was born and raised in Baltimore where my father was mayor, and we were raised in a family that was devoutly Catholic, Deeply patriotic. Devoutly, you baby killer, you? What are you talking about, devoutly? Extremely proud of our Italian-American heritage. While I abort Extremely kids. Extremely proud of that. And in our case, staunchly democratic. As a child, the young Nancy learned hard-nosed political skills from her politician father, Democratic pollster and Pelosi advisor, Celinda Lake. Politics was certainly not something that was new to her. I don't know if she ever aspired to be arguably the most powerful woman in the United States today and one of the most successful uh, because she has really organized that Democratic Party and gotten them to do things in the House that no one else could do and that people said was impossible in this day and age of politics. One of the things Pelosi got done as Speaker that Democrats had been trying to do for more than 70 years is to pass sweeping health care reform. Lake says Pelosi was clearly the driving force in the effort. Other people wanted to cave in when people wanted to say, including, you know, very powerful man in our party said, well, let's just do children's health care and let's come back at it another day. She said, no, this country needs health care reform. We're going to do the right thing. We're going to take on the insurance industry. We're going to get it done. They were in cahoots with her the whole time. Look how much insurance is cost now. That Pelosi was the key to passing health care reform, but points out that she is a polarizing figure for many conservatives. Her unfavorable rating is uh, usually in the high 40s to low 50s, which for a Speaker of the House is really, really extraordinary. I mean, Speakers of the House tend to be, um, they're obviously important figures, but they tend not to be extraordinarily well-known across the country. With Nancy Pelosi, a lot of people know who she is, and they have strong feelings about her. 
Nelson says Pelosi is so unpopular among conservatives because she represents one of the most left-leaning, heavily Democratic districts of the country, San Francisco, California. And he says she is not known for reaching out to Republicans. That was never, has never been the case when I worked on the Hill. Uh, it wasn't the case, and um, I don't think it has developed since then. I think that you know those two things kind of together, her own perspectives on the world, her lack of relationships on the other side, have, have made for a, a divisive kind of leadership that comes out of, that has come out of the House, and it has stood in contrast to the way Barack I'd like Obama, to say um, she admitted that she would not. Um, Some analysts say that Speaker Pelosi Bush and President over obvious Barack lies about weapons of mass destruction in D.C about Iraq because it was better just to get on to business. She is a career politician. Just like Joe Biden. Barack Obama complement each other with her tough behind-the-scenes way of getting things done and his gift for inspiring many with his public speeches. The two still have a lot more they want to accomplish, including financial reform, immigration reform, and climate change legislation. Uh, you see how they sold her as the whiz, the, the whiz girl behind Obamacare. And guess what? That wasn't reform. Every insurance company in the world was on her side. Yep. And what did they represent in this piece? That she was going to call out the insurance companies. Hello, they were in on it because it got 70 million people who didn't have insurance insured, increasing the premium pool. Okay, great. Well, guess what? 20 years later, insurance has tripled. Mine specifically, it has tripled. Guess what? Government sucks about everything it does and the only thing it does really well the only thing it does really well was fight wars because it has no competition there isn't an uh, alternative American military force out here that can prove itself against the American military and they control the weapons I I think the Viet Cong the Taliban well they took it for a loop they they, they, they proved that they might be a better resistance yeah war of attrition will always hurt a democracy because people will only fathom what they can actually see before their eyes. After a while, when they see that it's their grandkids that's going to the war, they realize the war's taking too long, and therefore they turn on the war. Iraq was a perfect example. After 20 years, we uh, uh, got nothing out uh, of the after war. After 20 years, we realized that, you know what, hey, I don't want to die for some CIA's assets. We career. realize that neither the Iraqis or the Afghanis want a democracy. They want a dictatorship. They just have to have the right guy. And they want to calm all the freaks out there by having them incarcerated or executed. And that's just the story of the Middle East. There's only really one civil, civilized uh, nation in the Middle East that actually cares for democracy. Israel. Plain and simple. What's your final, what's your final statement uh, the last five minutes? You've got... The microphone, which I've given you plenty of today because you've done, uh, yeah. you've been a naughty boy interrupting me all day today. It's like, uh, I don't know where you went out of town yesterday, but you went somewhere where there were a bunch of loudmouths or something. I don't know what. Were you in like a I group? felt emboldened. I felt emboldened. Today. You were like in a groupie convention somewhere in the middle of the state fighting DeSantis' ultimate victory as president of the United States one day? Just not now. I, I really think Trump's going to win. I really think Trump's going to win the Republican and I hope, front. And I hope DeSantis doesn't run. I really don't. 
I really he's young enough to sit and wait till twenty twenty four. Gosh, Trump pick fights that he like feels like he can win. Look what he just did. He, DeSantis he, he, doesn't he mouth pick. off. Look, here's a perfect example that Des- I have a problem with Trump. If the Democrats are saying we're going to steal Social Security from you, as I've made it very clear today, that I'm one of those people that I believe the Social Security sh- should be continued to be paid by my generation, but that we know we're not going to get it, meaning I'll pay in because I promise it to my elders, but from 1964 into the future, whoever's born in 64, the year I was born, and everyone after has to continue paying Social Security but not get the benefits. Think about that harsh reality. You pay into Social Security, but you don't get it. That's the only way to eliminate it. And get rid of the freaking income tax. Bring it back down to 1%. Because I don't think we can actually repeal it from the Constitution. That will require a lot of states. But reduce it to 1%, which is what they should have done in COVID. In COVID, instead of handing out stimulus checks to everybody, they should have just reduced the income tax to 1%. And that money will be spent on uh, the businesses that they lost, uh, to the empl- the job that they lost, to all that stuff instead of bankrupting the country. And they bankrupted the country. I like, guess I'll end on saying this, friend, is that I really do value and have learned to really appreciate everything about the United States. It's people. It's culture. It's values. Thank God for that. They allowed our parents to come here. And our democracy. Um, and our, I guess the immigration process, given the fact we're both Cuban. And I guess... Wait, wait a minute. On this show here on Blink Radio, I want you to know that we are to be repeating constantly, we are American Cubans. Our parents were Cuban Americans. Yeah. Very important. Sure. Always say I'll, we I'll, are I'll American actually, Cubans. I'll, I'll completely agree with that. And I guess what my concern is, is that I want America to be around. I think America leads through example on the world stage. Not from behind, like Barack Obama and Joe Biden. No, I but I send I, the I planes think, already. I, I think we lead culturally. I think we lead um, intellectually. I think we have a lot of things going on, and I guess what I fear is the empire part of America that keeps extending, keeps pushing itself, and all of these wonderful things will turn on each other. The culture and the intellectuals, the economy, you know, and the people and our values will turn on each other because. We're still too hungry and we're still too eager to prove that we're an exception. I don't think we have to prove that. Everybody wants to come here. You don't see four and a half million crossing, you know, the European borders. You know what I mean? They don't have, you know, they don't even have borders, but everybody wants to come here. I think that's pretty obvious. Even our, even the residents of our enemy countries want to be here. To do us harm, I don't know. To just get a better life, most likely. Dude, Iran sucks so much. That people in the Super Bowl were root the Iranians were rooting for America. <sighs> That's how much the Iranian government sucks. I I I I tend to agree with you, man. <laughs> I understand that. I believe the Shiites are worse than the Sunnis, but uh, that's for another sto- that's for another day. You know what I mean? So we are going to go, and we are going to uh, head over to my favorite. Rock and roll music, Rush. I believe the Rush is one of the most kick, kick-ass bands It'll out there. It would be really thematic of Ill's Free Will. And I think a perfect <laughs> song, I, I think a perfect song for this moment, 
for our brethren here, the Radio Socialists, who's got a lot to learn. It's the new world man. Let him get off on this. Take care, my friends, and stay free. Stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube, Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.